In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. In today's reading from the prophecy of Isaiah, he describes the destruction that will take place at the end of the world and the great fear, suffering, and panic that will seize mankind. I will punish the world for its evil and the wicked for their iniquity. I will put an end to the pride of the arrogant and lay low the haughtiness of the ruthless, says the Lord. In these words we see described the righteous anger of God against all things that are evil. However, this picture of the end of the world is juxtaposed to today's reading from Genesis, which depicts the moment that Noah and the ark ran aground the mountains of Ararat after the great waters of the flood had subsided. Noah and his family and all the animals were saved from the destruction. Why are these two accounts from Isaiah and Genesis juxtaposed in this way? Because God is righteous and anything that is unrighteous cannot remain but will be destroyed when it comes into his presence, as wax melts before the fire, from Psalm 68. Noah was the only man on earth that remained righteous, and for his sake and for the sake of God's beloved creation, he saves them. The ark is seen by the fathers as an image of the church, just as the ark saved those within it from the sins of the world, so the church saves us from our sins if we choose to live our lives within it. And as the ark saved from death and destruction the righteous Noah and all of God's innocent creatures, so will all those who live innocent and righteous lives be saved from eternal death. All those who live within the ark have God's blessing protection, grace, compassion, and sanctification. The reading from Proverbs affirms this by depicting the fate of the righteous and the fate of the wicked. The contrast and difference is astounding, and we can all relate to it because at different times in our lives, each one of us has been righteous or wicked. Even though the world is not ending, nonetheless, in the past weeks, fear and panic have seized the world. If this is how we act when a pandemic strikes, how will it be when the world ends? What does it say about our society? What does it say about our fear of death? What does it say about our belief in God, trust in Him and His help, His will and His compassion? I think it says a lot. How strange that this situation with the coronavirus began right around the time of the beginning of Great Lent. Coincidence? There's no such thing as coincidences. Because not only has this crisis been a source of mental distraction, fear, anxiety, and emotional turmoil, it is literally preventing people from participating fully in the Lenten services, including worship on Sundays. Everything happens for a reason. Perhaps this crisis we are enduring now is meant to be a testing of our faith. 
God is revealing us to ourselves. There is nowhere to hide anymore. The truth has come out. We are still absolutely terrified of death during a time when we are supposed to be rejoicing in the victory over death by our Lord Jesus Christ. It means we have yet to understand and believe that Christ's victory is our victory. The fear of death is natural because death is something unnatural. We were not created to die, but to live. And even though we know we will die, the thought seizes us with anxiety. Why do we fear death? Because we do not yet have the fear of God. And increasingly, our society doesn't have the fear of God, but continues to offend Him and violate His law and His commandments. Perhaps this is why God is allowing this pandemic, so that the fear and anxiety of death will cause us to wake up from the stupor of dead materialism and seek after a spiritual life and repentance instead. As Elder Epiphanios of Athens said, whoever fears God doesn't fear anything else. The fear of God is the fear of offending Him. It is being constantly mindful and watchful over my words, thoughts, and actions so that I do not violate God's commandments. It is struggling to be righteous and holy like Jesus Christ. It is precisely what we are supposed to be cultivating during this time of Great Lent through prayer, fasting, good works, and repentance. And it can only be achieved through a life lived within the Church, which is, again, the Ark of Salvation. When I have this fear of God, I will also have bold faith, courage, love, and be a true, authentic, and complete person. But when I do not, my soul has shame, guilt, despair, anxiety, and the fear of death. In these sad days where our churches are ordered to be closed and we are deprived of attending the services and communing with our Lord through the Eucharist and receiving His grace and protection, we have an opportunity to be reminded of how precious and how valuable our church and faith truly are. In a flood of fear, panic, and destruction, the church is our only refuge. But have we taken the church for granted as something optional? Have we taken God for granted and coming to worship Him as something optional? Did we not feel a need for God before, but now we turn to Him in fear? Should we not have always turned to Him in love and gratitude every Sunday and every day? Great Lent is a time for knowing ourselves. This pandemic has helped us do just that. Whatever lesson we learn, we should consider a gift from God, who is always striving to teach us, shape us, and transform us into His image and likeness, as painful as the lesson may sometimes be. While we may be prevented from attending the services for the time being, we can still make our homes a little church 
and instead of constantly turning to the news about the pandemic, we can turn to Christ and his saints in prayer. Instead of selfishly hoarding food and supplies excessively beyond what our family needs, we can practice fasting and share our resources with others. Instead of being overwhelmed by panic and anxiety and the fear of death, we can remember that God is with us and that Christ has destroyed the power of death. With the fear of God, with faith and love, let us approach Him in prayer for our world and for all those suffering from this disease. Even if we are unable to gather together as the church in our parish, we are called upon to live our faith and be the church every day and everywhere. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. Amen.